What's up, everybody? My name is Andrew, and welcome to The Music Spiel, where I rant about music for possibly a bit too long. Today, I've decided to rant about Jamiroquai for entirely too long because I know they're going to come up a lot in the course of this series. I absolutely love this band, and I want to see them get the props they deserve in North America. Micro rant here. Yes, Jamiroquai is the band's name. JK is the man. Jamiroquai is the band. Although Jay is the only original member left, Derek McKenzie has been the drummer for over 25 years, and I'll be damned if the drummer doesn't get credit here. I'm not going to go into the full band history and all the unreleased tracks and singles and remixes because I could talk about them for hours or probably write a book on them, and I'm trying to keep this short, which usually means this will take about an hour. For this, I'm going to focus on the albums they've released to the public and give my thoughts on them from their amazing work to their missteps to their resurgence. I have seen them live, and that will come up towards the end, but I like getting that out in the open because live performances have a way of influencing our listening habits. When there are live memories attached to songs, they become more powerful. In 1993, the world received the first Jamiroquai album, Emergency on Planet Earth. Right off the bat, the listener is treated to acid jazz and funk stylings with a subtle hint of didgeridoo and a message. When You Gonna Learn is a powerful opener because of its lyrical content, yes, but also because of its horn lines. I am a sucker for a good horn section, and Jamiroquai had one when they first started out. They also have the aforementioned didgeridoo, which is amazing in its own right, and Jay's voice sounds like he's channeling his inner Stevie Wonder. Too Young to Die is no different except for the lack of didgeridoo, uh, how many times will I say didgeridoo before this episode is over? The answer may surprise you. Anyway, what really steals the show on Too Young to Die is Stuart Zender's bass line. When You Gonna Learn has a great one, but it doesn't command attention the same way Too Young to Die does. Everything is built around it, and to ignore it would be to ignore the essence of the song. Hooked Up and If I Like It, I Do It are nice songs, as well as Music of the Mind showcasing the instrumental prowess of the group, particularly Toby Smith on keys. Hell, I really enjoy all of the songs, I just have to acknowledge that some are weaker, but the album comes back into form on the title track, Emergency on Planet Earth. This is one of Kay's best vocal performances in the entire Jamiroquai discography, and that sounds like I'm saying it only went downhill, but it did quite the opposite. This is just really damn good. Again, Zender kills it on the bass, and the horn section is amazing. The strings towards the end, as well, just get me super hyped. That's going to be a common theme here. Jamiroquai's instrumentation and instrumental voicing decisions and arrangements are usually top-notch. Whatever It Is, I Just Can't Stop is a really good song as well, and Revolution 1993 and Out are cool, but the highlight of the last four tracks is for sure Blow Your Mind. It's just such a sweet song, and it doesn't really get as creepy as some other pop songs that try to express the same sentiment. The only line I cringe at is, I think I want to squeeze you. That one's not great. But the song on the whole is amazing, particularly instrumentation. I also don't mind at all that they let the band riff on the groove for four minutes after the vocal part ends. Overall, it's just a really solid debut from a band on the rise. What they did next was more of the same. The Return of the Space Cowboy came out in 1994, and it features some amazing songs interlaced with some duds, but mostly all with amazing instrumentals. The production on this album is not amazing, like some of it sounds really terrible, but I choose to overlook that because the grooves are awesome. I do need to note, in the UK, the album starts with Just Another Story and ends with Space Cowboy, and I think that makes more sense than the way the American release flipped those two, but I'm in America, so I have to follow the US tracklist right now. Space Cowboy is one of the best Jamiroquai songs. Full stop. 
Be it the single version or the album version, Space Cowboy is an amazing song. Some of Jay's best writing and some of the band's best performances. Stillness in Time is just a sunny, feel-good vibe. Half the Man is a song about Jay's twin brother who died shortly after birth and is also a really lovely song. And Light Years angers me because I want to like it so bad because when those horns come in, god damn. But it's just, it's annoying in the beginning and it takes so long to get to the payoff. Manifest Destiny, though, sees the band go back into the commentary mode in a more introspective fashion. As you can guess by the song title, it's about the massacre and mistreatment of Native Americans during early settlement and westward expansion. There's a Tupac song that samples this too, and that's pretty cool. The Kids is angrier commentary, but the bassline is so good that I can ignore the abrasive production. Following The Kids is Mr. Moon, which I can't say enough good things about. The bass line is killer, the writing is really good, Kay's vocals are awesome, and the spacey vibe is achieved. Scam is dope. Journey to Arnhem Land is a great instrumental jam around the didgeridoo. Seriously, shout out Wallace Buchanan. And Morning Glory is a beautiful moment easing the listener back into the spacier vibe of the album. And this was actually sampled by Chance the Rapper and No Name on the track Israel, which is really cool. But that's why it infuriates me that the U.S. wanted just another story to come after Morning Glory instead of Space Cowboy. The original flowed so much better. Everything started more aggressive and gradually mellowed out instead of just going from 30 to 75 to 20 to 90 in quick succession. But I digress. Jamiroquai started climbing more based on the return of the Space Cowboy, but their next project is what took them into the stratosphere. Traveling Without Moving exploded onto the scene in 1996, 1997 in America, with the one-two punch that is Virtual Insanity into Cosmic Girl, as well as other jams like All Right, High Times, and the title track, Traveling Without Moving. If any of you had no idea who I was talking about all this time, Virtual Insanity probably made you say, Oh, those guys! Yes, those guys. So much has already been said about this album, so I'll just say this. It's not my personal favorite. It might be their best, and it has so many hits to prove it, but I feel like there is some wasted space on this album. Every Day is just okay, Drifting Along is just a weird attempt at reggae, and as much as I love Wallace and the didgeridoo, they didn't need two jams back to back. Although as I say that, I know the title track wouldn't hit as hard without the two didgeridoo jams lulling the listener into a false sense of security. You Are My Love is just a weird song to have on the album right before Spend a Lifetime, which is a song I really do love. But the hidden track, Do You Know Where You're Coming From, is astounding. It should have made the album. Anyway, that's Traveling Without Moving. How did they follow up their biggest album? With a great collection of individual songs that had no cohesion whatsoever. Synchronized has some of my favorite songs like Canned Heat, also known as the Napoleon Dynamite song, and I'm convinced anyone who hates this song has no soul. Planet Home, Soul Education, and King for a Day but there's no flow to this album at all. It's just a collection of songs, most great, but without flow, it's hard to imagine listening to this straight through more than once or twice. And two sparse songs in Destitute Illusions and Supersonic back-to-back doesn't make sense to me, but I'm not hating on Supersonic because it was the last track Wallace was on. I won't get to say didgeridoo anymore. What's the saying? You don't know what you've gotten saying didgeridoo until it's gone and you can't say didgeridoo? Something like that. Somehow, though, even though the band was going through changes and losing key members and changing their style, their next album came in clutch and showed the world that Jamiroquai weren't done. I'm talking, of course, about A Funk Odyssey. 
Released in the U.S. on 9-11. No, I'm not making that up. It's very true and very unfortunate. This album was a return to form without being a return to a specific style. While they effectively cast off the acid jazz vibes for more electro-funk energy, this album is far and away my favorite of theirs. Yes, it has Stop, Don't Panic, but it also has Feel So Good, Little L, Love Philosophy, Main Vein, I mean, come on! You take out Stop, Don't Panic and replace it with something else, maybe that song they performed live once at Montreux in 2003 and never again called Shoot the Moon. This album is perfect. It was written while Jay was in the throes of a divorce and it still manages to be an amazing album. I firmly believe that this album would have broken them back into the American mainstream if not for its release date. I have so much to say about this one album that I'm going to save because I want to dive deeper into it later, but it is easily my favorite of their albums. Look out for a full episode on this one because there's so much I want to say. But I need to keep it moving on to Dynamite. Dynamite exists. I really like some of the songs, but this is where some of the weakest Jamiroquai songs come from. Black Devil Car is just over the top, and yes, a lot of Jamiroquai stuff is over the top, but this is the bad kind of over the top. World That He Wants is weak, and Love Blind is just awful. It's a shame, too, because this album builds up so much goodwill in the first three songs, and then it starts to squander it. But it also has Don't Give Hate a Chance, and Time Won't Wait, so I can forgive its missteps. Most of the instrumentals are pretty good, but there are a few that aren't, and that's the first time I'll say that. And then Rock Dust Lightstar comes in like a speeding bullet to heaven. Holy shit. This is easily their weakest album, and it pains me to say that because it has some great instrumentals. But I don't know where Jay's head was during the writing process here. He could have done a much better job. When an album has white knuckle rides, smoke and mirrors, and she's a fast persuader, I shouldn't be thinking of it this poorly. Yet, here we are. Somehow, though, most of the instrumentals are really damn good. I don't want to take up too much time talking about this, though, so I'm just going to move on to their return to form that I mentioned in the last episode. Automaton was released on March 31st, 2017, and thank God it was. Can you imagine if Rock Dust Lightstar was the last thing we got from Jamiroquai? I would never recover. This album is what sparked my love for this band since it forced me to go back and listen to everything else they had done, but this album itself is solid. Songs like Shake It On, Cloud Nine, and Summer Girl show that Jay got back into some semblance of a writing groove, and though there's still some duds, it's easier to ignore them because pretty much all of the instrumentals show that the band felt like a cohesive unit again, which was proven even more by their live performances. I'll admit I watched a ton of their European performances via YouTube, but I was lucky enough to see them live in Chicago two years ago, and it was one of the best nights of my life. Sure, they didn't play Virtual Insanity because they ran out of time, but the set we got was absolute magic. It solidified this band in my top tier for the rest of my life, and that's why I felt the need to make this episode. Their name is going to come up a lot because of who they have influenced, and I felt like I should get this out in the open early so more people knew how I felt about their discography and how I felt about them when I'm mentioning them incessantly. There's not much more I can say. Well, that's a lie. I could say a lot more about Jamiroquai, but I don't want to take up too much time. So I think I'm going to end it here. Thank you so much for sticking with this rant. Let me know what you think about Jamiroquai. I know they aren't for everyone, but I love hearing people's reasons for liking or disliking a band or artist. Thanks for checking out the music spiel. I'll just say peace out for now. Next episode coming soon. See you there. Take us out, Khaled. A mysterious shit.